Ah, welcome to the Keep Calm and Run to the Best You, the podcast. I am your host, Tadrice Parker, aka Coach, coaching running, weight loss, and accountability since 2013. Our website is runtothebestyou.com. There, you can find our online coaching programs for beginners and beyond. We're going to show you how walking or running just three days per week can help get you into the best shape of your life empowering our listeners to believe that they can achieve great things. If you are taking up running for weight loss, it will take care of itself as we also will inspire you to keep your nutrition real. Head over to our website and take us up on our seven day keeping it real health challenge. With that, you will be added to our Facebook accountability group for free for seven days. Seven days can change your life. Remember, The thoughts and expressions of this show does not constitute medical advice. Now let's get into this week's show. Ah, Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode, another week. The calendar has changed. February already in the books, gone, never getting that time back. How was your February? Now we're getting ready to march into spring. A lot of good things happening. The sun is shining. More daylight is about to start taking place. Birds are chirping. I'm looking at them right now. They're just flying around. (laughs) All right. Life is good. Life is good. No matter what your situation is in life at this particular moment, get into the habit of saying life is good. If someone asks you, how are you? Say, I'm fantastic. I'm wonderful. I'm great. Use big, bold, powerful words to describe how you are feeling. Because if you tell yourself that I'm tired, guess what that's going to do to your energy level? It's going to take you down a notch. You're going to be more tired. The person that you tell you're tired to, guess what they're going to do? They're going to start complaining how tired they are and nothing is going to happen for good. The rest of your day is going to be shot. This week, I have the privilege of bringing the podcast to you that many may have wanted to know. Bariatric surgery. Is it worth having? Many people have to... uh, Consider this in their life. It is nerve wracking to go through a, a major change in your life like that. To go through a surgery, get, go under the knife, okay? But making a decision like that can mean all the difference in the world to you. Um, I, wrote a blo- I wrote a blog to match this podcast. And... Uh, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of you guys don't know. Uh, coach here, I personally lost uh, 40 to 50 pounds and been able to maintain it. Now, I did not have the surgery. However, uh, it's very close to my heart. I did some research on this topic and uh, my grandmother passed away in 1993 uh, as a diabetic. I remember every Tuesday and Thursday as a youngster, uh, she would have to go to dialysis twice a week, every Tuesday and Thursday. And it's crazy how fast forward to the future now, my run program that I train people to run their first 5K and many of them have gone on to bigger and better things like half marathons. And who knows, coach is going to set up to do his very first marathon. I'm planning on doing running Disney 2021. God's willing that I'm here, 2021, I want to do my first full marathon. But uh, our run group meets every Tuesday and Thursday. She died in 1993, and when I was looking up information on this, uh, the the surgery became known uh, in 1994. Perhaps uh, if this surgery was available for my grandmother, uh, maybe back in uh, the late 80s, perhaps she would still been around a little bit longer. But my wife also has had gastric bypass surgery. Um, and so she had her surgery in 2010. And she wanted to lose more weight 
she got to a certain point and she would like to have lost a couple more pounds. So uh, we started this journey together late 2012, early 2013. And I, I when I say we started this journey, uh, I had put on a substantial amount of weight when uh, she was having our son and and I didn't even realize it until until I ruptured my patella tendon. I was the highest weight I've ever been. been. I didn't know until I got on the scale to uh, before they performed my knee surgery and I was 217 pounds. And uh, I lost like 10 pounds on my own counting calories, got back into jogging. And then I put the I put some weight back on because I used to hate running in the summertime. So. Being that I hated running in the summertime, I uh, end up going into the fall, football season, buffalo wings, pizza, beer, and in December, I was 207 pounds again. And then I started, when she talked about doing these like nutritional shakes, uh, I was like, listen, I, I'm going to, let's go down to this local place uh, and, and I'm going to do the business and help people lose weight all the while helping myself and, and, and help keep you focused. And that's how my journey started because my wife had gastric bypass surgery um, and researching the information of the benefits of the surgery. Uh, many people experience depression when they are uh, obese and they have body images um, issues. And so therefore, uh, those are some things that my wife was experiencing, depression and things like that as well. And so that's how our our journey started. But then I know other people who've had the surgery and end up putting the weight back on. So how do you keep it off? How can you keep yourself focused in order to keep it off? So with Keep Calm and Run to the Best You, this running program that I actually started in 2013 like a month after I signed up to this nutrition company that I was working with, um, I started a, a Keep Calm and Run to the Best You program. And at the time, it was just called Couch to 5K. I sat in on a meeting. Some people were saying that they run half marathons. They bring people with them. And um, they, they like post on Facebook and stuff. Those people no longer do it, but they inspired me that particular day. And I'm like, I'll never run a half marathon, but I can show people how to run a 5K, teach them what to eat. Uh, set out a schedule for them, and 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 I can't believe how it ha- how it has been growing. But uh, so so uh, honored and privileged to have met some amazing people come through the program. And today we're gonna have one of our newest members. She actually started in no uh, in October. She came out on October first. Her name is Nicole Rowe. Um, we're going to delve all into her story. We're going to, she has grace, grace, uh, gracefully, or how can I put it? She has, uh, has been willing to share her story. And, um, as you even hear kind of in my voice, I'm, I'm choked up thinking about my grandmother, thinking about my wife, thinking about some friends who have had the surgery, have put the weight back on. So you can only imagine that it's not, um, it's an emotional topic for uh, a lot of people. So we, we're going to be very grateful after we listen and uh, to Nicole share her experience. She only signed up in October. She didn't know what she was doing. <laughs> she she uh, her best friend. Uh, and I'll let you tell I'll let her tell the story a little bit more. But uh, her best friend talked her into it. And uh, she's like, what are you talking about? I'm, we're not runners. How are we going to join a running group? That, that doesn't make sense. But they took the leap, came out on October 1st. I threw them right into the fire. And uh, the rest is history. We'll, we'll, we'll get back into her story. But before we do, uh, let me just ask you a couple of questions. How was your week? Has anything from our previous podcast helped you out? I would love to hear from your stories, your experiences. Have you had gastric bypass surgery? Why don't you please email us your story and maybe we'll share that on a future episode. I just want to give some shout outs. We talk about the week that was. I want to give some shout outs to uh, some of our members. I created a uh, through the Nike Run Club app, something I've been a part of for since 2013. And I created some challenges, a 60 mile challenge in February. 
I don't have the list in front of me, so I apologize apologize if I uh, miss any names, but we had Lisa Keating complete her 60 miles, Jamie Burke, Tina Ellis, Marie Geary, and, and this 60 miles, guys, you don't have to run it all. I encourage people to get out there and just start moving again. Go out for walks, you know, uh, and Marie Geary, she did all 60 miles in her in walking. Chris Ballard, staple of our program, she was super serious about getting 60 miles in before she went on a cruise. She did it in 16 days, guys. Um, some people that hit the 60 miles along the way, it was Norm. He was going for 100. I think he felt just a little shy of 100, but he crushed the 60 miles. And then those that hit the 100 miles, because that's next level coach to Dries type of stuff, uh, 100 miles was Ed Brown and Michael Merchler. Muchler. So thank you so much, guys, for joining that challenge. And uh, before we move on, you, anybody out there that would like to join friend to Dries Parker, T-A-D-R-I-S on the Nike Run Club. There may be three of me on there. Just friend all three. I don't know why there's only one me, but uh, perhaps as I was creating the profile, some things got messed up. So I got like three three of me on there, friend, all three of them, and uh, we, we can put you into the challenge, okay? Speaking of challenges, we have a new seven-day challenge coming up on Tuesday. That would be March 3rd. New seven-day challenge. Seven days of eating real food. Uh, you know, it was inspired by Whole30. All right, I call it the keeping it real seven day challenge. Avoid all grains, sugars, alcohol, legumes, dairy, and soy for seven days. And watch the inflammation leave your body. See, Whole30 is a great thing to do to reset your body, get the inflammation out, regain some energy, and uh, it, give, it, get, it gets you really going. It really does, right? But I understood that for some people, 30 days may seem too daunting. So I said, hey, I'm going to incorporate it in our program for seven days. Anybody could do something for seven days, right? Jamie Burke was the first person to take me up on it. She lost two pounds the first week. She went on to lose 12. She extended the seven days out to 30, ended up losing 12 pounds at the end of the month. And then in 2019, she lost a total of 60 pounds by following the structure that we've been incorporating with the run, walk, run, as well as keeping our nutrition real and intermittent fasting. So it's a combination of, of multiple things that help you get to your results. Right now, we're going to take a brief break. Before I take a break, I can't not mention March 7th is our brand new 12-week program to help beginners run their first 5K. We need you guys to spread the word because at the end of the 12 weeks, that will bring us to May 30th, 2020, the Keep Calm and Run to the Best You 5K that helps disabled children play baseball on a nice cushion field. And we would love to have over 200 participants. The highest I've ever had was about 119. It's time to step that up. Help the kids play baseball, nice cushion field. You know, any children that has disabilities, parents are out there uh, working hard, sacrificing, doing what they need to do to take care of their kids. And so having outlets like the South Jersey Field of Dreams is, is a great organization. A lot of volunteers come out, help, help the kids play, get around bases and stuff like that. And once again, I'm, I just feel privileged to have put ourselves in a position to uh, create a 5K, to raise awareness of, of obesity. Like, that's what, that's what I'm all about. I, I try to inspire others to do what inspires them and help them run races and things like that. And we're, we're fighting the fight of just staying healthy. You know, many people comment on our posts and say, you look young, you look young. That's because we're, we're not... Um, we're, we're putting up that fight against obesity and aging in, in a way and running and watching what we eat is a way of doing that. And so without further ado, we're going to take a commercial break. And when I come back, we're going to delve all into Nicole Rose business. Let's do it. 
All right, guys, welcome back. You want, if you want to, you could call that first segment marching into your greatness. Like it's, it's March. All right. Let's march into this, uh, this greatness of ours that is called life. And as I mentioned before, I have the opportunity to talk to a very special individual who, uh, the first time I met this person was basically on Facebook. I was doing a Facebook live and she was commenting on the live video. And then I got a chance to like private messenger. And she said, I can just really tell that, uh, you care about your members and things like that. And, uh, I want to come check it out. So we invited her to try the seven day challenge, uh, Honestly, guys, when I think about it, it's crazy. Three people joined the seven-day challenge that day. Nicole Rowe, Becky, and Kristen, which is uh, Nicole's best friend. They all showed up. This is the first time ever seven-day challenge participants all showed up to uh, a Thursday training all together. They all lost six pounds apiece. It was crazy. Like... They were so active in the accountability group because when you join the seven day challenge, you get added to our accountability group for free for seven days. And uh, they were all active. They all showed up to the first training. I all put them through a one mile test and they were like, what are you saying? I got to run one mile. This is crazy. And um, we put them through this test and then they all at the end end up losing six pounds. And so I'm joined right now with Nicole Rowe. How are you today? Hi, I'm great. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. I've never done a live podcast before, so this is a first. Um, This is, uh, how how did that feel day one? Day one? Yeah, when you came out and and I said, "Uh, listen, we're going to take a test today. You might as well join us too. Uh, Well, first, I had no idea what I was getting into. So, um, you, I... Here I met the group. They're great, very welcoming. Mm-hmm. And um, you did, oh, do you remember the stretch workout that you did? Like the pre-workout? I thought I was almost going to die through that. <laughs> so um, I made it. And then we started running. And, we, and I, I was like, all right, I can do this. And then a mile after the fact, you're like, all right, just run straight through back. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? So... No lie, I did it though. I completed my first mile, which I've never ran a mile ever in my whole entire life. And I'm 37 years old. So, <laughs> so it, not even in school, the high school uh, coach tried to get you like, no. hey, you got to do the mile test no, to I pass went, the gym. I went to Catholic school, so we really didn't have gym like public school does. So no, we didn't have to do that, thankfully, because I don't think I would ever have made it. For sure. A lot of people don't. They just walk it. They fake it. The, the, the uh, gym teachers tell them, you know what, just just walk the streets and run the curves, you know what I mean, just to get through it. But uh, you, you absolutely did amazing. It was no pressure. You didn't have to do it for a time or anything like that. But um Later on, when we had you take the test again, how happy were you when you saw such significant drop in that one mile time? I was shocked because you really don't realize that you're improving until you see the time. So I was actually very shocked. I, I forget how much I shaved off time-wise, but it was drastic. I mean, I, I was, I'm like, wow, I think this actually does work. And I think I, it was like two and a half minutes or something like that. Yeah, like, which... Maybe, maybe even like three. I mean, so it, it was crazy. You're right. You're absolutely right. But we, um, we wanted to ask you some questions. Um, what do you do for a living, Nicole? So what I do, I'm a surgical tech now, and I work in the operating room. And I don't know if people, some people are confused when I say I'm a surgical tech. But what it is, I am the person that sets up for surgery. I prepare for the surgery. I assist in the surgery. And, but most importantly, I'm the person that looks out for the patient. I'm their advocate while they're under anesthesia. So that is the most important part of my job is keeping the patient safe. So they, they tell you their like wishes before they go under and then you like hold everybody in the room to that? No, I just make sure they stay safe surgically. Like we don't give them like no burns happen to them while we're doing surgery. Um, no one's like laying on them where they can bruise them. So mm-hmm. I'm more in the sterile atmosphere where I try to control what happens to the patient as best as possible. We need people like you in the world. <laughs> there is a lot of us. There is a lot of us in the world. And people 
don't realize, but there's a lot of people behind the scenes that yeah. are looking after you. So how long have you been in this profession? I can't even believe it, but it's been 16 years now. And it's been 16 years, but every day I enjoy it because every day I'm learning. I'm learning something new. Medicine is great. There's always changes and advancements. So our show today, our podcast today is going to be focusing on helping men and women who have had gastric bypass surgery or bariatric surgery. Um, what's the difference? You, you told me before off the air that um, there was different versions of it. Yeah. So based on what you're eligible for, there's different options, essentially. So gastric bypass is the most like drastic one where they basically um they manipulate manipulate your gi tract so then they kind of just make a small pouch in your stomach and they take some of your intestines out too so your your tract is smaller for when you um eat food and then what i decided on was a gastric sleeve now they don't mess with any of your intestines now they just make your stomach smaller they staple it off and then you're left with a, a little baby stomach. So you can only eat small portions of food. Baby stomach. Baby stomach. Exactly. And then, of course, there's, um, which I think was the original, was the gastric banding, where they put a band across your um, okay. stomach. But I think they're kind of getting away from that because gastric sleeve is very successful and it has helped so many people. So, again, we're going to focus on helping men and women who had the surgery, maybe take up running as a way to keep the weight off. Why don't you take us back, though, to the start of your journey? What helped you make the decision to have the surgery in the first place? So my decision making was I was I was overweight, I would say, my whole life, essentially. And I had my second child and... During that pregnancy, I had gestational diabetes. Now, that... Is, is that normal? It, it depends. It, it's very normal. It's common. It does happen. And usually, it goes away after you deliver your child. Yes. But when you do have um, gestational diabetes, you're like pushed up where you have a huge chance of having it later in life, diabetes. So it puts you in that class. So me coming from the field that I'm in, I know that. So my mom is diabetic. I have others in my family. So I do um, have that be against me. So that was my initial wake-up call was, hey, like I don't want to deal with diabetes when I get older. I have a higher chance now. And no one should have to go through diabetes. Diabetes is, I see it and... It's, it's not the greatest thing to live with. So I'm like, all right, well, I got to do something. And what I can do is lose weight. But how am I going to do that? Because I failed basically my whole life, roller coaster diets, the yo-yo. I mean, I've done it all. So I decided one day I was going to do it, especially for my kids. I'm a single mom. I wanted to be there for them. I wanted to see them walk down the aisle, graduate high school, college. I wanted to see their, their kids. So how was I going to do that? And in my mind, it, I need to do something very severe. And, and that was surgery. And people didn't really understand why I would do that because they almost said I was cheating. Mm. But when you struggle your whole entire life, you need that. You need, it's almost like a, it's a stepping stone. It's, it's getting that weight off, so then you get a, like you said, depression's a big one. Once you see your body changing, then you get more positive. And that's what I needed. I needed that. You know, um, so you mentioned your children. Uh, how many do you have, and what's their names? So I actually have two. My daughter's the oldest. Her name is Liliana. We call her Lily. She's six. Aww. And my son, he will be four. On March 17th, which is coming up. Very nice. That's the perfect pair right there. Yeah. So, <laughs> boy and girl. You got, you got the boy and girl. That's, that's awesome. And so, obviously, uh, and you touched on something that um, sometimes when, when, when we look at a person, you know, or I just put it like this. Sometimes people can be judgmental. 
and they look at you and they may say, well, what do you need the surgery for? It's not, you know, you're, you're not like, you know, and they attach a weight to it. Like, it's not like you're that big, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and feel as though that you're cheating. Um, so you got that a lot? Well. Or enough? Enough. Like, I didn't, as some people are judgmental and um, they always remember the bad things. Like, gastric sleeve. I, if you remember when it first came out, people died from it. They, it was new to them. It was a new procedure. People die. So people still to this day, when they hear gastric sleeve, they go back to that moment. So they mm-hmm. automatically just judge you without knowing the facts. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't tell a lot of people. I just said, hey, I signed up for surgery one day and then it is what it is. So people couldn't judge me. But I don't need to know uh, people. I don't care really what people think of me. I need to do this for myself. Right. So your and your why has to be so big so that you know someone doesn't deter you from you you know you you understand what I'm saying like your why that you listed as far as your children and what you want to be around for mm-hmm. that outweighs any anything right of what people think so how how much did you lose after surgery and uh, how long did it take so after surgery. It was an easy recovery, and it was shocking how fast the weight was just dropping off because, like I said, you can only eat very, very small portions, like smaller than like your palm of your hand in the beginning. So I, I think the first nine months, nine months, which really isn't that long, I lost 69 pounds. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I've... 69 pounds. I think my daughter is 69 pounds. Not even. Like, I lost, like, a whole, like, little person. (laughs) And I felt like I was on cloud nine. Like, I had this whole uplifting moment. I was like, all right, I can get out there now. I can start doing something. I can physically start moving so much more than I did 69 pounds previously. Absolutely. And, And how long ago was that again? So this, I started my journey... October of 2016. Okay. It was six months after I had my son. Okay. So well well before even thinking about running, right? So oh, yeah. um, with every story, a person has a setback. Uh, have you experienced, you know, in these three years, have you experienced that setback where maybe you started to have a little bit more uh, like weight regain? Yes. Sadly, I've learned the hard way that surgery is only a stepping stone in your weight loss journey. It doesn't instantly cure you just because you have surgery. There's no magic wand or pill that's just going to drop all the weight off. You physically have to put work in. And I realized that because after the nine months, I started getting comfortable. I was like, oh, look, I'm feeling great. I'm looking good. And then my diet started like not being good as it was, I wasn't really active as much as I was, and I noticed that the weight was slowly creeping back up. So with the sleeve, uh, it expands? No, it's literally, they staple your stomach and remove that extra part of your stomach. So okay. you only have like a sleeve. So you're, it's not like, I don't know if you know what the stomach looks like, but it's almost like a balloon. So. They take like the rounded part off of your stomach okay. and then they just form like a little sleeve. So it's like a little tunnel now. So how does the weight, are you allowed to eat more than uh, normal? Like when you first had the surgery, mm. obviously, and again, there's people in my family that have had the surgery, including my wife. Um, you know, the first year or so, like you can barely eat anything right? Yeah, you, at, at one particular yeah. time. But as time goes on, it seems like you can eat just a little bit more, yes. a little bit more. And now you're at a regular function and it looks like you can almost eat the same. Not it, You can almost have a regular size plate a couple of years later. Well, yes. In theory, that's what happens to people. But when you can eat more, that means your surgery is failing. Your stomach is stretching out again. Mm-hmm. So that's what was happening with me. I didn't stick to my diet. I didn't stick to my portions. And I was slowly over time stretching my stomach back out. So I knew from my medical experience that my surgery was failing. And I needed something to get me back on track. And I tried. I tried. I was like, all right, I'm going to get back active again. I'm going to be really strict to my diet. But no one's perfect. So yeah. I. it took me another year and a half to two years 
to find myself again. And let me ask you this, um, because I believe I might have written it down in my blog portion of this. Doctors actually put you through a mental um, assessment first before uh, you have the surgery to make sure that you're going to be successful with the surgery. Um, But there's a lot of people who uh, may have the surgery and I'm not, I I don't want to be like uh, harsh when I say this, but it's almost like they may trick the doctor (laughs) to, to get what they want. And then as soon as the surgery is over, they might go back to eating the wrong things. Now, I don't know if this is like you said, some people making things up, but a person that I worked with was like, yeah, my uncle had it. And uh, right after he went and had uh, Popeye's and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, first of all, if that was the case, uh, if that person had Popeyes, they would have been so sick because because you can't just eat something like that straight out of surgery. But maybe maybe that was his way of saying that you know maybe to him it was a week after or or a month after. You know what I mean? Um, can you touch on that? If yeah. that made sense, I'm sorry. It does. So of course, like anything, we try to cheat life and try to find loopholes and things and. Yeah, in the beginning, you can't really eat much, but then no matter what you eat, you still kind of lose weight, but in the end, it catches up with you, Mm. and all those calories and all that will catch up to you. So like I said, I had to realize it for myself, and I think those other people just haven't yet, but at some point, like you have to be honest with yourself, and you eating those things is going to hurt your body no matter what you do, if you do surgery or not do surgery. So what was your new wake up call? Like, you know, what was it that said, all right, it's time for me to get back on the ball. You started noticing that it was slowly creeping up. You said it took you a year and a half, two years to refine yourself. What, talk to me, what, what, what was it? Well, honestly, I didn't have one. I said, my best friend, Kristen, she actually gave me my wake up call, I feel. Or should I say she gave me the opportunities to see my wake up call. Um, we both struggled with our weight, and she texted me one day out of the blue and asked if I would join a run club with her. At first, I thought she was crazy because I'm not a runner. She's not a runner. Why is she asking me to join a run club? So, of course, she had to plea her case, and she said that her friend Ed is a part of this run club, and he lost 30 pounds. Ed Brown, baby, baby. And he raved about it. And she said, you know what? It's a seven-day trial, free trial. Like, what do we have to lose? Like, let's do it. Like, we we know that we need this support system, so let's just try it. And I was like, you know what? I wasn't convinced. I was like, this is this is the most ridiculous idea ever. Like, I feel like I'm just gonna fail right off right off the bat. But I said, for her, if I know she needs the support, like then I'll do it with her, even though I was like, you're right, but I will be there. I show up and I was there to support her. So that's when we came to our first practice. Do you remember before you go into that first practice? Do you do you remember being on that live with me that I talked about earlier? You you were I was doing a seven day uh, challenge live video on Facebook and, you know, you you were very active that day and you were like, hey, you know, I see what you've been doing with people and I, I, I can feel your energy. Do you remember that day? Yes, it was great. I mean, I think I didn't realize how much support I needed until I actually had it mm. because I've tried, I'm very independent. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a loner, but I, I like to do my own things. And this whole group setting, it made me realize like that is what we need. That's what we lack. That is what, so me joining the group, they like I said, they were very welcoming. They're very encouraging. Like that's what pushes you. You feed off of each other's energy. You guys all have a common goal, and that's what pushes you and excels you to limits that you didn't even think it was possible yourself. And you know, you you came in at a time when we were training for the Trail of Two Cities, and so my my dedication as a coach my responsibility was to help that group finish what they started. And then you and the, you and the, uh, Kristen came in at a time when you didn't have a particular class. That, it was pretty rare, too. 
um, you guys kind of broke the mold and, and, and may have been setting a new pattern where people could just come in at any time. And we were training on the bridge and I would feel kind of bad because I'm like, we got these two new ones and you, you two ladies, I'm going to run with the, the group that is training for the Trail of Two Cities. It's like three weeks left and you two ladies work on this workout together on a bridge that's crazy but y'all kept showing up and you kept doing it and i'm so proud of you for that yeah well you know it was crazy now looking back on it but like that's like a huge accomplishment i rode over that bridge i don't know how many times and i would have never thought i would be running across it but yeah we shot we committed we're like we're gonna do this um so committed that uh you Kristen, and her husband ben came out when their anniversary yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah that is true dedication <laughs> that instead of like skipping out and doing something like fun and together like they are running the ocean city bridge <laughs> <laughs> so we we talked about we talked about um you coming out on october 1st and putting you through that test and everything like that um after you were done the test uh, you went back to, you went and talked to your siblings about it? Yeah, so a little about me. My siblings, they are runners themselves. They've ran countless races, half marathons. How many do you have? I have two. So I have two older brothers. I have an older brother and a younger brother. Shout out to Dan. Yeah. <laughs> and both their wives. And, and, what, what, and, and what's your other brother's name? Patrick. Okay. What up, Pat? So they all have run. And I was never physically able to run. So I was that person that was standing at the finish line, cheering them on because I couldn't do it. So I was there to support them. So after I ran my first mile at um, time mile, I text them and we have a group text message. Okay. And so I timed them and I said, I just finished running my first mile ever in 13 minutes and 11 seconds. So for me to do that, I was just so proud. I was proud of myself that I was one step closer to fit in with the rest of my siblings. And what was their response? Do you remember? They were excited. They are my like number one supporters. So they were so proud of me. Uh, I think my sister-in-law did some kind of little hands up emoji, you know, so it was great. It was a good feeling that night. And both of your sister-in-laws run too? Yes. Let's go. What's their name? So Sarah. Go Sarah. And Megan. Yeah. Okay. All right. And so since since you've been joining uh, the the Keep Common Run to the Best You program, and basically, you know, I remember a post that I did, and you said it's okay. We'll be your guinea pigs, because uh, honestly, probably about a month before you came, uh, I was telling Jamie Burke. That um, and her sister, Jen, I said, you know, I think I'm going to start putting people through like the mild test right off the bat. And then that way I can teach them the run. I can help them with the run, walk, run. Um, you know, we'll have a base for them to start and then uh, we'll take a test later so we can show them their improvement. And Jamie, like I, this is what I do. Sometimes I'll come up with an idea on my own during a run or something. Then I'll bounce it off of someone's. Uh, in the group to see how they feel about it. And they both was like, that sounds like a good idea. And you were the first one. You and Kristen was the first one that we did that with. And let me just fast forward a little bit. Since then, Michael Michael Merchler and Hunter Judd, um, they I, I put them through the same test on day one. Hunter did 16 minutes on day one. And at eight weeks later, he did 12 minutes. That's amazing. Took four minutes off of his time. That's Michael awesome. is 51 years old. He turned in a time of 11.30. Eight weeks later, 9.30. That, and it, I mean, that, like, it's proof in the numbers. Like, if you can't physically see it, those numbers are, like, showing you. And so how have you been enjoying the run-walk-run process? I've actually grown to love it, believe it or not. Like, who would have thought... But prior to this, I really didn't even know anything about it. And I didn't even realize that people run races this way. So right off the bat, what I liked about it is that it made less running less intimidating. Mm -hmm. Yes. So 
that's what I like about it. It it breaks up the running and it slowly builds you up so you can get a little further each time. So people at work, for instance, are like, you're a runner? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, I can't do it. I said, yeah, you can. Like you can run for 15 seconds, 30 seconds and take a break. Like everyone can do that. Listen, people at work are saying that. March 7th, get them to the kickoff. I'm telling you, let, <laughs> let's get them out there so they can be a part of the crew so they can, they can feel the, the celebrity. Like, they become celebrities when they join our program, you know what I mean? Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> like, it's like, I can't, because people see, that people have seen what I've been doing since this past October, since I joined the group, and they're in like shock when they see me and they hear my story and they're like, wow. Wait till they hear this podcast, baby. We're going to share yeah, this all so, over the place. That's what I said. I, if you set your mind to it and you have the proper support and encouragement, you can do it. And so that will take us to January 1st. What was it like on January 1st when you rocked your first 5K? How was it like to run my first 5K? Ugh, this is an emotional one, and I hope I can get through this day because... It's really hard to even find the words to express how I felt that day. Think about it. I was this fat girl that wasn't physically able to do much most of her life. I never thought I would be a runner to start with. Nevertheless, to sign up for a 5K, actually complete it, that's a huge accomplishment for myself. I've never felt so proud before in my life. Plus, to be able to run with my older brother and his wife, when normally I would just sit and watch them, Plus, I had my best friend there, which was at the time her second race. Um, it was great. It was like priceless. Like I couldn't even like put words. And then my kids were at the finish line cheering me on mm. and my parents. Like nothing gets better than that moment for me that day. You know, um, seeing you said you're 37 years old. Mm. When it comes to running races, you know, we got, we, we have Chris Ballard, who her son, uh, Bryce, comes out and runs with her. You know, most families, like, if a kid plays football, the parent can't play football with them. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Uh, basketball, teenage basketball players that's on the team, they can't, they can't go you know, play basketball with them, you know? Um, but running is that sport that... Uh, you can do for a very long time. Um, I'm inspired. I, I'm not the creator of Run, Walk, Run. Jeff Galloway is. Uh, it's, I met Jeff Galloway several times. I just saw him in January at the Disney uh, Marathon Series. And, uh, you know, he's like 75 years old or something like that, still running marathons. Um, but what I love about what I'm seeing with our, our program is that when someone like yourself comes out and you run your first race, your parents is there to support you. Mm -hmm. Your parents, like, they still see that little girl at, in, in high school, you know what I mean? Like, you know, and, and you may not have even experienced that. You didn't play high school sports, right? I did softball in high school. Uh, okay, so, you did. Yeah. And, and so, like, did you have that same type of feeling? Like, my parents is here, they here to support me? I mean... Not on the same level. I mean, of course, my mom would come to my games. My dad, he had his own business, so he, that kept him at bay, and not was able. He wasn't able to come to much, but not on the same level. I think it's it's different because mm -hmm. they're seeing me change. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. Like they're seeing me change, and I'm progressively getting better. I'm getting healthier. So I think that is different than coming to a baseball game when in high school. Mm. So that why it touches you. It touches. I feel it touches you more. You, you know. You know, because as parents too, and they see their their child agent, and they see them go through different things in life, like you have been going through. They they've seen where you were mentally before you had the surgery. You talked about being depressed. They they seen that. Mm -hmm. They seen you uh, raising two kids on your own, and now they see you taking up this running thing. Yeah. And they're seeing what, what, what? They're seeing some improvement in your mental health, too. Would you say that, that this kind of has helped you in that aspect as well? That, yes. It's helped drastically. Because mental health and depression is a serious thing nowadays. And mm -hmm. you really can't ignore it. And 
this group has changed me, especially my mental attitude for the better. Um, because like I said, you have the support system, you're feeling good about yourself, you're, you're eating healthy, um, and, you, and even eating a Whole30 diet, my joint pain has gone away, believe it or not, even doing all this exercise. So it just like, you add all that stuff up and it just, it's like, it's the whole package and you feel great. Well, we're going to go to um, our next question here. I, I got a couple, man. You know, this this is a deep topic, so I'm going deep into the question bank. What at the moment are some of your healthy habits, your exercise routine? Do you intermittent fast? If so, what's your schedule? Well, as you know, my exercise routine is limited since I'm healing from a hip injury from a few months ago. I'm still on restrictions but even though I've had setbacks for myself, I've learned so much. I've been doing physical therapy for a, a few months now, and I didn't realize how important stretching and core strengthening is. It's really vital for runners, and that's how ultimately I got hurt. Like I didn't know what I was supposed to do, and I just my body just really needed some extra stre- stretching. So right now, um, I haven't really ran for a few weeks, but I'm going to start March 1st. I'm starting. And um, with the core strengthening, I know once I start running, I'll be so much stronger than I was previously. Yeah. I'm going to pause you for a second, too, because um, and at times when we are at our group training, um, we do our stretches and stuff like that. And it's important, like I let I let everyone know how important it is to do it outside of the group as well. Mm. Like you, you have to take some time to work on your core, you know. So sometimes we'll do a plank challenge, you know. And so, sometimes sometimes the members they 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 hate when I come and show up and say, "All right, guys, we're going to do a plank challenge today." Or how many push-ups can you do? And they're like, "Ah, oh, I don't want to get down on the ground, but it's so vital. It's so important." And um, there's times when we'll talk about some things at the group. I'm working on making sure I hammer these points home because I don't want someone to say I don't I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so we definitely going to make sure we hammer these points home more and more and more as the weeks go on. Um, so I'm sorry, I, I interrupted you. That's all right. You can do your thing. So my diet. So that's I'm going to start training again for my running probably this week. And for my diet, I found a new love for intermittent fasting. Now, some people say, I can't skip breakfast. But you know what? Like your body adapts. And intermittent fasting is great. And with the Whole30 diet added on top of that, like I have an eight-hour eating window, which is 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., which let's be honest, that's not hard at all, especially the crazy lifestyles we have. Like skipping breakfast is not the biggest deal. An 11 a.m. window, it's perfect. It's worked so much for me. So between the two, I highly recommend it. Well, the, our podcast used to be called the Running Intermittent Fasting and Weight Loss Podcast because that's what resonated with me mm-hmm. at the time. Uh, I couldn't find a logo for it though. Like there was like a mental block as I, I need a official logo for the podcast. And then one day, Danielle Selassy, our online client, said, "Coach, you ever think about you know for branding purposes changing the name of the podcast to Run to the Best You?" And I'm like, "That makes so much sense." <laughs> like you know, I'm I'm talking constantly about our members and everything like that, and I already have a logo for it. I'll just slap the podcast on there, which you know, so that. That resonated with me, so I changed the name of it. But the reason why it was called the intermittent, fa- you know, uh, running intermittent fasting and weight loss is because that's what we do practice and talk about and things like that. Um, for people that you know are, is unfamiliar with uh, intermittent fasting, it's just picking a window to to cut off. You know, if we're not conscientious of our eating pattern, you can wake up. Five o'clock in the morning, you got to be to work at seven, have a cup of coffee, cream, sugar. That started your eating process. And then you get to work and you have a donut or something. And, and then you close your, you, you stop eating. You eat dinner at six, seven o'clock at night. You watch Netflix. And next thing you know, it's 11 o'clock at night. You're still eating. You, you've been eating around the clock for 15, 16 hours, right? Yeah. And then you sleep for eight hours. 
Um, and that's the only time you, you give your body a break. However, with intermittent fasting, if you're purposeful with it, uh, you can get all your nutrients in a shorter window, especially if you eat real food, keep your nutrition uh, real, you will have um, all your body's needs in a, in a few hours. And then you, you have mental clarity because your bot, your brain isn't uh, rushing to your stomach to try to digest this food, trying to, how, all right, this, this just came into my system. How am I going to process it? It's just, it throws your body into havoc. So people say you can't target belly fat. Well, here's one way in which you can uh, in, close your eating window early uh, the night before, wake up in the morning. You can have black coffee. That will not break your fast. Have, have black coffee or, or black tea and then go work out. And now guess what? Your body's not trying to break down the food that this pre-workout meal that you had. You know, we, we, we are, it's counterproductive to, you know, you have the pre-workout meal and then you go work out. And some people have like a pre 400 calorie pre-workout meal and then they might only burn 300 calories. You know, this is true stuff that people do. Oh, I heard you have to have uh, t- toast, butter and jelly. You know, people people well, you have carbs like a Danish like that Danish was 400 calories and you only burn 300. And that's why you still look the same. All right. So as far as talking about this, uh, the whole 30 now, the whole 30, um, we, we call it keeping it real on our website. Um, because we we changed things up just a little bit, um, but it was inspired by Whole Thirty. But I found that the closest, like, because the Whole Thirty is supposedly be for thirty days, and then you can practice food freedom after that. Some people can pra- practice food freedom, some can't. Like, if you're addicted to Doritos, food fr- food freedom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, you tell yourself you're gonna have Doritos because it's a food freedom day. And then next thing you know, you know, swallowed the whole bag and then had a half a pound of cheese afterwards because one food source can trigger other food sources that you want to have along with it. So food freedom can be very dangerous sometimes for some people. I read a couple of books, uh, the paleo. I believe paleo format of eating is the closest to living a whole 30 lifestyle all the time. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So people are eliminating all these things for 30 days during Whole30. But if you actually practice paleo, I believe that's the closest thing to the Whole30 diet. So um, that's my thoughts on that. But how do you feel since adopting this healthier lifestyle? I feel physically and mentally better. It, it has changed my whole mind thought. And it's crazy how one thing can start a chain effect. But now I think different. I'm more positive. I, I feel better. I have a, a different look on things. Like I, I let things just roll off my back now. And I'm like, you know what? Like I'm focused on me. Like I don't, I ignore like all the drama, especially at work and stuff. And I was like, you know what? Like it's my time. And this between running and the diet, like it's really changed me. And I would have never thought that I, it would have as much as it has. And when, when we talk about having this uh, surgery and, you know, do you believe that this is something that, and when I say this, I'm not specifically, this isn't a, a sales thing to, to you know, uh, say you have to join the Keep Calm and Run to the Best You program, but I'm talking about running, taking up jogging overall. Do you think that this is something that a person can do to help them maintain that overall mindset that they need to keep the weight off. I do. I mean, it's probably hard for them to realize that they do need it, but once they try it, they'll realize. Um, our group, like I said, the, the biggest thing is the support. That helps me, and I didn't even know I needed that. But also running for me, it kind of, I'm a busy single mom. So running, it gives me that time back for myself. I, I can just run and think what I have to do about myself or it just gives me that time. And that's what running, that's, that's what's enjoyable. Like that is my time. So how do you find a time being a busy single mom? I make, I just, what, it's hard. It's really, it's difficult. Let's not say hard. Let's, let's say it could be challenging. It's very challenging. It's really time maintenance. You have to balance. Like life, you got to balance and you just make the time. And you, instead of sitting on your couch watching your, your show on Thursday night or whatever, I come to Run Club, you know? I mean, 
it's just sacrifices. Like how important is your health? And it should be number one. And watching my show, it's not as important as that. So you just have to refocus and see what's important in your life. Yeah. And making the time is so important. You you could say one thing, but taking action is a whole nother thing. And talking about taking action and positive mindset, and I'm going to touch on something that you mentioned about um, the, the trivial stuff that happens at work, letting things go. Just mm-hmm. let it roll off your back. Um, I read the book, The Five Second Rule. And if you guys go to our website and look under our different pages, we have a morning motivation page, read, read list page, where you can go to some of the books that I've used to help me with my positive mindset. Mm-hmm. And um, the things that the reason why the group is so positive and, and you know it rubs off on you guys, the things that I take in, the things that we take in into our brain is going to come out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We can't. And so therefore, the five second rule, you know, was instrumental in helping me uh, let things go. You know, there's a problem. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. Let it go. Keep it moving. Mm-hmm. All right. I used the five second rule the other day. I knew it was going to be cold out yesterday. And did I feel like getting out of that bed? It's the weekend. I've been going all week. I've been working, um, building a uh, cancer center um, up in Camden, New Jersey. And Saturday, I feel like staying in bed, but I needed three and a half miles to complete 100 miles for the month of uh, February. Five, four, three, two, one. You know what's crazy? She says this in in the book too, that you can't count the other way. You can't go, all right, I'm gonna get up in 10 seconds. One, <laughs> two, three, four, five. You have to do a countdown. It works, it works. Another book that I have not put on the morning uh, motivation read list yet is Think Big. Think Big, The Magic of Thinking Big. That has been like very, very good for me as well as far as like, Am I going to let this bother me or is it so small I'm just going to let it go? And I'm going to think bigger than this 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 situation, right? Always see the big picture, right? And by you buying out the time for yourself and understanding that that shows you can go watch that later. Yeah. I need this time for me. Exactly. You know, so I, I appreciate that. How much have you lost weight-wise since um since October 1st? So, I joined Run Club October 1st, and I'm down 38 pounds. But that seems like a lot, but I went back, and I went back to my initial weight prior to my surgery three years ago. So with that in effect, I am a total of 75 pounds. That is so awesome. How how does that feel? It's like 75 pounds, like... Imagine like a whole seventy pound bag of potatoes. Like, <laughs> you mean, like yeah. I probably couldn't even lift that. Like right, I, you you talked about earlier losing a, losing a whole kid, right? So that that's you know she's probably not even seventy five pounds yet. Oh, it's, you know? it's like it's amazing, and I've I've enjoyed the process. I mean, I've learned so much. I've grown so much. Um, what, what, how did it feel that first week? That seven day challenge. Like you lost six pounds that week. Like, did that? like surprise you it did because i said it did and i think i i talked to you and i said this is what i'm going to use to achieve what i started three years ago i said i'm going to use this group to my advantage and i'm going to complete what i started and i have i mean it shows 38 pounds now and i'm not too far from my goal weight we talked to we talked about your family before but uh how does your family enjoy the, the new you in particular your children so my children, they're young, so they don't really understand. They just know that mommy's a runner now. I run. So what's cute is we'll run into school now. They want to race me. And mm. so I, like you said, you, mm. you get that bond and those special moments. And it's really touched me. And I wanna, I'm trying to even give them a healthier lifestyle and try to, tr- to teach them the proper ways since I'm doing it. So my family, like I said, is my biggest supporters, especially my kids, but all my siblings, my parents, and everyone that knows me. And I, there's no words. I'm really grateful. And yeah. My, my son, he's like, uh, he's 10 years old. Um, I have older sons too, 27, 25, and 23. And I got a chance to play. Running has allowed me to uh, play basketball with my 25 year old uh they play basketball every friday um or 
couple of Fridays a month and I'll still get a text from him saying, dad, you coming out? And I'm like, nah, I think I'm going to retire because I got a race coming up. And he's like, come on, man, you're not old enough to retire. I'm 45 years old. Right. Um, so so I, I, I went out on Friday. It's crazy because running 10 miles is still like I felt like I was out of shape playing basketball just because uh, I haven't played in so long. It's like a different type of dynamic. So if I want to continue to play basketball, I got to get out there and uh, start playing ball again. But I have to be careful. I don't want to get hurt. I have a, a, a lives to continue to inspire. But my 10 year old, he he's um, he doesn't really he doesn't like running really. And uh, but when you talk about having your kids a part of things, uh, some of my most memorable races has been when he was at the finish line. Mm. And one time I asked my wife to make sure he was at the finish line. And it's it's now a new tradition for me that October half marathon, uh, I want him at that 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 shoot like as we run down the shoot I want him running with me so in 2015 that was the first time he did it I crossed the finish line he ran down the shoot with me I turned around picked him up and I have this picture of me holding him the photographer at the Atlantic City Marathon Series is amazing Uh, he takes some of the best pictures right and so I come and he has a picture of me holding him up in the air and then like a year or Two years later, you just see me high-fiving him because he's too big now. (laughs) This past 2019, he ran down to shoot with me. But what was cool was when I went to go back and get some of our members, uh, he ran with uh, Katie Ayers with me to help her get across the finish line. And I got him on video running back with me to go find the next person, you know. Um, Katie Ayers, his teacher, is her sister. So it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. Uh, what has you excited today? Any special events coming up that you're working on? So I'm going to be honest. So I would say this last month I've been recovering from a hip injury, like I said, and I'm not perfect. And I had setbacks. So this podcast today is going to re-motivate me. It's going to refocus me, get me back on track. And like you said, we're marching into March today and I'm going to march hard. And um, I'm not going to let the last few weeks, it's been a little rough, but I'm coming back. I'm going to go back. I'm going to hit it hard. I'm refocusing, like I said, and I'm going to accomplish what I set out to do. Like I said once before, I'm going to make it happen. And I know the group is going to have my back and they're going to support me and they're going to make sure that I see that it happens. Absolutely. So I am starting to train this month, like I said. And I woke, I think one night I went crazy and I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep myself on point. And I signed up for all these marathons, all these races for this year. So I always had something to look forward to. So my next one is April 25th. It's the Mara Health, New Jersey, April Fools, 7K on the Lang City Boardwalk. So that's what I'm going to be training for. It'll be my longest distance to date. So I'm excited for that. So far, the only, the, the furthest I've run is four miles. And then I have two in May, one in June, and one in October booked. So I'm going to call that. This is the first time anybody's ever heard this. I'm going to call that the Dylan Bakley because he was the first person that did that. And now it seems like it's becoming a trend. Like, Dylan, what are you doing? You signed up for all these all these races all at once. But that's 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 a sign of a serious person, man. And uh, Nicole, that's awesome. You, you're awesome. Um, you have been such a great uh, inspiration to me. You and Kristen, before we let you go, you have um, I have two more questions for for you. Why don't you? Um, I, I have a I have a saying um, called the power of one. The power that one person have, right? The power that one person have to change a community, to change a life, can be major. Mm-hmm. For sure, the power of one person for you was Kristen because without Kristen you may not you wouldn't have found this no I that one that one person for Kristen was Ed you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying uh that one person from Ed was Meredith that one person from Meredith was Jamie you know I mean it just continues to 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 spider web but uh you you have um some words for uh Kristen before we sign off 
Uh, Kristen? Yeah. I, like, I'm so grateful for her. Um, we've known each other since sophomore year of high school. So we've gone back many, many years. But I, I don't know what I would do without her. She is my rock. She's my little mother hen sometimes. But like you said, I would have never been in this situation if I didn't have her. So I'm very, very appreciative and thankful and grateful. And I could go on and on and on about her. That's so awesome. What can you say to our listeners who may be ready to start their journey tomorrow? What can you say to those, those individuals that may be thinking about having surgery? What can you say to those that have already had it but may be struggling with that weight regain? Mm-hmm. Just, just We're going to close the podcast with your final words. What I would say to those individuals, no matter what your past failures have been, if you truly set your mind to it, because your mind is a very powerful thing, anything is possible. I had countless setbacks, but here I am today calling myself a runner. Who would have thought? I still laugh about it. I think it's so comical because I would have never imagined that. But to stay open-minded, stay open-minded, especially like I did when my best friend Kristen asked me to join a run club, and I thought she was ridiculous. That one decision I made that day changed my life forever. So you can do that. Boom. And that's our time for this week. Once again, I thank you so much for your time. And I know that this um, isn't an easy subject, but you were so you gave us a lot of things to think about. You were real. Uh, you kept it real. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, uh, you know, we, we talked about it like. I don't care what mind space you are currently in. I want the authentic, the real you, because there's someone out there who is going to benefit from this. And, that, and it's not just someone. There's going to be a lot of people that benefit from this. So, guys, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it on your favorite social media feeds. Do us that favor. All right. You can also go to Patreon and support our podcast by contributing a dollar per uh, month if, if that's what you would like to do. And um That's our time for today. March into your greatness, my friends. That's our time for today. Thanks for listening to the Keep Calm and Run to the Best You, the podcast. If you would like to be a supporter of our content and keep these podcasts coming, please head over to patreon.com slash coach and contribute as little as a dollar per month. All Patreons will be mentioned in future episodes. Become a next level supporter and receive a free coaching call to go over your personal goals. Please like, share, and comment. Leave a review. You never know which one of your friends or family will be inspired by your expressions. Again, thanks for listening. And remember, the best way to predict the future is to create it. So create an amazing one with us, my friends. Have a great week.